Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broadway Jets podcast. You'll know me from Twitter as NYJ Mike. I'm joined as always by the master of receipts. It's NYJ Matt. And we are here on a victory Friday. We got a big game coming up this week. We're feeling good. How are we doing? Feeling great. The Jets did win last Sunday. We've delayed the podcast for five days, but we're, we're here. We're going to talk about the win, but we're going to look forward to Atlanta, talk through some hot topics, and then do a, a quick snake draft to find out our top five British things. But Mike, Jets finally get a win. I told you, you we can't go into the bye week 0-5, and, and they got the job done. They got a win, and now they have a great opportunity to be 2-3 and three going into the bye week with a win over Atlanta. But take me through your thoughts on the win. There's a lot of really great takeaways, still a few concerns, but your initial thoughts of the win, you were at the stadium, so talk us, take us through it. Dude, it was electric. And, you know, there's a lot of times in the game, it was it didn't really seem like the Jets were going to win, and it was, you know, 9 nothing early in the game, and Zach Wilson threw the interception to, you know, on the play that Corey Davis fell down. And, you know, people, you know, you looked around the stadium, people were kind of rolling their eyes, and like, here we go again. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get blown out by the Titans now without Julio Jones and without A.J. Brown and without Bud Dupree and without Caleb Farley. And he said, oh, boy, like, what the fuck? But Zach Wilson turned it around. You know, he's very resilient. And uh, the Jets offense moved the ball and the defense was terrific. Seven sacks. And and John Franklin Myers is now the recipient of a new contract, partially because of his performance. Um, but man, like, did the Jets, when the Jets were down 9 nothing and they had that long touchdown drive, I tweeted out, I think is the most necessary touchdown drive in the history of the New York Jets. It just had to happen. Well, I, I tweeted out, I cannot believe that in the first quarter, so we are four weeks into the year, in the first quarter, Zach Wilson is 4 for 16 with 24 yards. He has a 25% completion rate and is 24 yards. He's averaging 60 yards a game. I don't understand how four weeks they can start off that slow. And he still put up two really good performances, in my opinion, week one and week four. So thank God that they can, you know, right the ship. We were wrong on the corners, by the way. I know it's still early, but we were I mean, we had normal takes. We had literally normal takes. We said, if the Jets corners are horrific this year, Joe Douglas can go fuck himself. And if they're like, we like the young guys, blah, blah, blah. I mean, no one thought it was going to be like this. They're insane. Right. They're playing great. Everyone, Bryce Hall's all over the field. Michael Carter, too, is an actual starting cornerback. Gidry, they love. He's everywhere on the field, he's, outside, he's inside. Brutal, too. He, he hits hard. Like, hits you can hard. see why he forced fumbles. He forced huge, fumbles last year. Huge tackle against Derrick Henry, Henry in overtime. Yeah, save the game. Because even, I mean, people were like, Derrick Henry's going to score a touchdown. I don't think so. He also was like gassed at that point. He had like 37 carries, but they would have kicked a shorter field goal. Did you see my tweet of the the grandma stuck in the cage? Yeah. (laughs) After I tweeted it out, the the Jets have are 1-0 and have scored 27 points. And I was with my grandma that time, and I was like, she has no idea what's happening. But I was giggling to myself. Quincy Williams, another guy, we always made fun of him in the first two weeks because it was either with Quincy, it felt like a huge tackle, but that was one per game he'll give you. He was all over the field and he played 
phenomenal last. And he's night. electric. He's cool. The only thing with Quincy with Quincy Williams, he has the Calvin Pryor syndrome where he just tries to smash everybody. Like if the ball's coming right at him, he won't try to intercept it. He'll just like attack, like he'll hit it with his helmet. Or yep. he'll try to smash the other guy. Oh, the, the defense has been great. The only two things I can ever, you know, look at that game and not love it. One, the first quarter, again, just a dismal offense and the defense did everything they can to hang in there. And then we, we don't have an identity in the running game. And when you're down, I understood that you had to start throwing more. But again, we wanted that. We, we Right, right. But like Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, Michael Carter, again, makes the first guy miss every time. But we we can get more of an identity in the run game. And, oh, absolutely. The run game is bad. The Falcons' pass defense is horrible, and their run defense is man. Like I was looking at their stats, and then they're well, they have a, a top defensive back that's now out. I'm not afraid of this team at all. I think again, the ball has to bounce our way on defense. Our defense is playing too well to have what one forced turnover, and that was on a, a Darnold botched um, fumble week one. Yeah, like the. They tried to do a read option. They just fumbled. Yeah, there's no interceptions. So we're um, due, and I think the ball is going to finally bounce our way. I'm thinking back to the last time we played the Falcons. What was it? 2017. Matt Ryan was fumbling all over the place because of the rain at MetLife. That was a cool game. I don't see why we can't have a, a, a real game where we force two to three turnovers. The offense clicks, and we put up a big win. I, I don't think we're going to walk in there and automatically win. I feel like because we're on such a high from the win on Sunday <laughs> – we just think everything's perfect. Prior to that win, we just got shut out in Denver. So I think we're tracking the right direction. But I think this game should be a pick 'em. I don't think the Jets should be three point underdogs. But I are think they it's a still three flip. point underdogs even without Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage? Uh, the last time I checked was two days ago, prior to Ridley being out. So maybe um, it moved around a little bit. But God, yeah. dude, even last week, Crowder again. Crowder comes in, had one drop, but played great. The whole team, I, I'm they're easy to root for. We talked about how they need to show some type of competitive edge on offense. The defense is playing tough, and finally, we felt fire. The offensive line played very good, and they're the, solid. Well, the, the run game was bad, but they gave Zach some time to throw. Oh, thank God! And Elijah Vera Tucker had a play where he blocked nine people. It felt he blocked like nine people, there were literally nine people, and they were all blocked. And then this, they, this transitions well into John Franklin Myers getting his contract. Uh, I mean, I thought it would be closer to 11, 12 million per year. He got 13 and a half, but the 30 million guaranteed, they have an out after two years, basically. And if you think about two years, that is a year and a half you're paying Quinn and Williams probably. So I get why they did it. And now this this team is dangerous because if he ends up popping this year and he's on pace for what, 12 and a half sacks, he's gone in free agency. And when you now lock up JFM, Quinn will automatically be there. And you have Carl Lawson coming back next year. It's exciting. You, you know, I don't Foley's know if they extend agent. Foley. I don't know what Foley's market is going to be. You want to, of course, bring in a captain, a great player like Foley. But damn, man. Oh, another negative. I hate Nathan Shepard. Hate him. <laughs> hate him. He had the play, too, where it was Tannehill had a QB sneak, and Nathan Shepard just like took Tannehill and like threw him back over the line of scrimmage. I thought they were going to throw the flag. They didn't do it, but dude, JFM is awesome. I would imagine they'll try to bring back Foley, especially with the stuff that Salah's been saying about these are the kind of guys we want to pay. And you brought back an old Salah clip from the press conference where he said, like, we want players to play well in our scheme and then we want to pay them a lot of money, which is the right way to build a team. And 
you know, happy for JFM. It looks like we have a cool edge rusher. Bryce Huff has been getting some national attention. But, like, this is what we always talk about. Things change quickly in the NFL. Before last Sunday, and even into the first quarter of Sunday when it was 9 nothing, Jeff fans were about to literally riot. And now, they, you know, we got a big win. We're playing the really banged-up Falcons with a chance to be 2-3. and three. Going into the bye, we have a relatively soft schedule on the other side of the bye. Like, we're in New England, which is now a winnable game, even though it's a difficult environment. And, you know, Jets are going to be underdogs. And you have the Bengals on Halloween, which, again, the Bengals are 3-1, and one, but are they really this terrific? Then you have the Colts. The Bills are tough. But then you have Dolphins, Texans, Eagles, Saints, Dolphins again. Like, these are all games that the Jets can have a legitimate season here. And that's why, you know, it's always important to preach, preach patience and kind of believe in what you thought the team was going to be. So hopefully, you know, that's the big win last Sunday. If the Jets can win in London, I mean, thank God. Very, very exciting. Because we filmed a whole podcast after Denver prior. We have to release it. It's hilarious. In in hindsight, (laughs) it's very funny at how we were talking about, you can't lose this game or you can't go. Oh, and two heading into the bye. We didn't talk about the two throws that Zach Wilson made. Don't forget. Keelan Cole also, if, if he doesn't fall down there, walks into the end zone. Hey, what was that? It was a weird. I, I get it. It's one of those. just wanted to make the catch. You know what? It's it's in Madden when you hit A for like the secure catch. Like 100%. That's what he was doing there, and that's fine. Whatever. We didn't end up scoring a touchdown on that drive. I don't think. No, it was huge. It was they kicked the field goal, make it ten nine, right. and then the throw to Davis, him pointing deep. I mean, if we, if Zach Wilson is able to make good decisions in the intermediate game and make accurate throws in the short game. Those off script plays are going to be money. It was, I mean, Michael and Andy talked about it. It's literally like sexual, like what he did. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine how you felt when you saw his arm, you know, cocked back when you, when I I saw him point and then I saw two guys there, I was like, holy fuck. And then immediately becomes a touchdown. I was like, why is he like, I was kind of like, don't throw that ball. Like he's not open. (laughs) He just fucking launched it. I said it's probably one of the better points. I can remember I tweeted out the Sanchez point in the 2010 divisional game. Right. In the early second quarter, he points and Braylon catches like a 40-yard pass. I think Joe, someone else tweeted, Joe Cap. I think, tweeted the Josh McCown pointed. I think that was the Panthers game in 2017, and he hit Robbie deep. But, oh, that, Great what win. the fuck? And, but think about it too. So it was 10-9. The Jets were up 10-9. The Titans drove all the way down the field and scored a touchdown to make it 17-10. The Jets drove right back down their ass. He threw the touchdown to Crowder. And then the next play the Jets ran, or the next throw, was Zach wasn't throwing a fucking bomb. Unbelievable. Oh, just so nice. But you did tweet out, too. The Jets have to close out that game earlier. And uh, it's two to three opportunities, two to three, maybe more, that the game is over. And And while I love it, in years past, we look at that, and we don't win those games. We lose them, and then get mad about it that Monday morning. And look, it's uh, the Jets like deserve some finally some good karma, and some guys have been out against the Jets. But if stupid Randy Bullock makes that kick, it would be a little bit less of a you know we'd be like it would be like a damper. It this. would it would one hundred percent be a damper because we should yeah. have won the game multiple times, right? It wasn't exactly. like we got lucky at the end and forced it to overtime and then we tied and then we can use that momentum. No, it would have been a downer. Yeah. That so that been. covers the win. The Seahawks played last night and I scoreboard watched them the entire year last year. 
and I will obviously do so again this year. That team, their defense stinks. Russell Wilson has a broken finger probably, and he's going to have surgery on it. Now, he might play through it, but they said he's going to have surgery, and you never know on a throwing hand how he's going to react. And Jamal Adams is objectively fucking terrible at football. So last night was a beautiful <laughs> game to watch. He he looked horrible, Mike. The fact that Troy Aikman, when it was a one-on-one with him and Higby, and I was, like Tyler Higby is not like a bad player, but the fact that... He's like an okay tight end, yeah. Right. The fact that Troy Aikman on national television, a one-on-one matchup said, this is like an impossible battle for, for Jamal Adams, who gets paid $70 million, is hilarious. Unbelievable game. I had fun the entire time. I put 50 on the Seahawks money line, hedging my happiness. And I think I'm going to do it every game for the rest of the year. Dude, 100%. It's like that matchup. It's like the Jets gave Carl Lawson or 50 million bucks. And then he's playing against like George Fant. And you say mm. it's, it's a it's a horrible matchup for Carl Lawson. Like, no, that's not a thing. Right. Jamal Adams is supposed to cover tight ends. And like the play where Deshaun Jackson made him look like a moron that's tough it's an underthrown ball right it's really not like the worst play ever by jamal <laughs> but he just constantly doesn't look like he knows what the hell's going on and he doesn't grade out well he has no sacks he's a piece of shit fucking asshole i i just got like a, a string of like anger in my heart right and, and again we never thought that he was the one who stayed after practice and signed an authentic jersey i had of his he signed mike's wallet he was like an objectively he signed my wallet dude he he's awesome we said direct quote before we had the podcast. If we had eleven Jamal Adams, it would be the greatest thing ever. I literally despise him. He's my least favorite player, maybe, of the Jets ever. He he also, I mean, I always thought he had like a high motor, high energy. After every play, he'll run to the ball carrier while they're like either on the ground or about to get on the ground, fail to strip the ball, or. <laughs> Give his teammate a concussion. At the end of every play, he <laughs> lays out his teammate or tries to get after the ball, and he looks like an energizer, right? He, he like is, you're you're thinking, oh wow, he plays with high energy. He plays reckless, and he doesn't get to the quarterback anymore because teams now scheme, so he can't get them. They kept talking about him on the broadcast every time he was at the line of scrimmage. They're freaking out. Oh, here he comes. He goes nowhere. He gets blocked by a running back. And then when he's in coverage, they're like, uh oh, he's in coverage. Like weak side linebacker. He's a nobody. He gets paid. All that money they gave up two first and a third for him. It's very oh, satisfying. It's very beautiful. satisfying. A lot of satisfying trends are starting to take place. Robbie Sabo tweeted out just a list of like the young guys on the Jets who were not really or sort of afterthoughts like JFM and Gidry and some of the younger corners and stuff like that. And these are really, really good trends going forwards. It's finally like we needed this to have a glimpse of this, this Joe Douglas plan, hopefully coming all together. And, you know, again, it's not going to be built in one day, but we needed some results and we're finally seeing some results. And all of these things are very, very satisfying. The Seahawks losing Jamal Adams sucks. Uh, You know, we get a win. These defensive players are playing well. Zach Wilson has a terrific game signing John Franklin Myers to an, a big extension, like just a lot of good, good stuff. Zach Wilson was the rookie of the week, offensive rookie of the week. Ooh, there's, feels... also, there's also more good stuff going around the AFC East because the, even though the Patriots obviously came into MetLife and, and beat us pretty handily, the Patriots don't look like, obviously uh, they look like a seven, eight win team, right? Nothing it's crazy. That. I'm not it's scared that. of the Patriots at all. Like, they have no playmakers on offense. If Zach Wilson doesn't throw four interceptions, and he did throw four interceptions, then that is, you know, 
good by the Patriots. Like, it's not like Zach wasn't through four random interceptions. But yeah. fuck them. Let's go. <laughs> and then the Dolphins, of course, you know, lose last week. They, without Tua, they just don't look like a competitive team right now. Like, they look, again, like a 7-8 win team. Nobody hates anything more than Jacoby Brissett throwing over 200 yards. Correct. And then the Bills, the Bills are a weird one too because obviously they didn't play well week one against the Steelers team who Pittsburgh has not played great of late at all. They dominate Miami. They put up a ton of points against Washington and then they kill the Texans. So people are like, all right, Bills, Super Bowl contender. Let's see what they do against the Chiefs in primetime on the road. Because if the I'm... Bills lose that game by 14, they are a three and two football team I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not thinking immediately. They're running away with anything. I agree. The Jets, but again, the Jets need the Bills to lose on Sunday. It's fun. We can actually. There's actually a scenario where the Jets can be in play to compete for a division title. It's not. I'm not saying that the Jets are going to win the division, win the Super Bowl, win playoffs mm-hmm. games, whatever. But it's fun. We want to be in a position where we want the teams in our division to lose games so that we can. Like it matters. We need those things to matter. The Bills, like you said. On paper, it's a little scary. They have the second scoring offense in football and the first scoring defense in football, which uh, I, th- I saw someone tweet out, like, if the Bills had the 2019 defense with the 2020 offense is scary, which it is. But again, to your point, they're playing against these garbage teams and they have the Chiefs, they have the Titans coming up. So not easy games. The Bills, there's a real chance the Bills could be three and three and there's an absolute chance the Jets could be three and three in two weeks. It's unbelievable. It's unfathomable. If you said... Last week, the Jets have a chance to be three and three going into the Bengals game on Halloween. It would be like, can we just win a game, like just score a point in the first quarter, blah, blah, blah. We have a chance. And if that, if the Jets are three and three going into the Bengals game on Halloween, I, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be great. I can't wait. And I, I, I want to know your score prediction for the Jets Falcons game this Sunday. Well, it's interesting. I usually really like the Falcons, but uh, I think that their offense is abysmal now without their two top receivers. Again, teams that are missing their two top receivers. And this time the Falcons don't have Derrick Henry. Um, Matt Ryan is a Hall of Fame quarterback, but just literally put nine people on Cordero Patterson. He had three touchdowns last week and take away the running backs. They have that Zachius guy. I don't even know. Again, it's another situation. We don't even know these receivers. I think the Jets are going to win uh, 28 to 17 on Sunday. I think they're going to beat the shit out of them. I like it. I have 24, yeah. 18. I think there's going to be a weird like midsection point or whatever. 24, 18. I look at the Falcons. They put up six points at home against the Eagles. They put up 25. But they get murdered by the Buccaneers because they give up 50. The Giants Falcons. I watch every snap of that game. It was kind of like a weird MetLife, kind of crappy out, whatever. Very, very like methodical drives, but right. it's very slow. They're, they don't run the ball so well. But I, I kind of wanted them to beat Washington last week just so this, they weren't coming in on like a, all right, we need to win this game, right? Because we're one and three. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be a really fun game. 9.30 start isn't always the best when, you, you know, it's fun when your team's not playing in a game, but 9.30, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a long day. We're, uh, my birthday's on Sunday for all the, yeah. the listeners if you want to uh, send me stuff. But. I already have the tweet drafted out that I'm going to send on, on Sunday. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're going, to, we're going to be drinking all day. We're going to watch a game with Nanny. That's fun. But maybe Robbie, too. Oh, Robbie said he might come. Yeah, he might come and have some brunch with us and 
after we watched the Jets. But dude, if Ridley was playing in this game, I'd be a little more bearish. I don't think I would pick the Jets to win by 11 points, but he's not. And neither is Russell Gage. And I don't see much in the Falcons offense. Like, what are they going to do? Throw the ball a lot to Kyle Pitts. We have corners now that are really good, I guess. So I'm feeling good, man. The Falcons offense line is not supposed to be that good. I always love Matt Ryan. I respect the hell out of Matt Ryan. He's consistently terrific and doesn't get enough credit for it. And if he won the Super Bowl when they should have won the Super Bowl, he would get more credit for it. But I'm just looking at this team. Bring him on. Yeah, he's terrific. But again, first year in a new system. The, the best Matt Ryan is when he's been in the system for two and three years and he's comfortable. It's different. It's different. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the Jets playing. We have a few hypotheticals that came through. I, I put a tweet out two hours ago. Do you want to go through them? A hundred percent. All right. Andy Sukoff, friend of the program. Love yeah. Andy. If Robert Salah, Quinnen and Quincy Williams, Mosley and Zach Wilson are dropped back in World War II France, to help Tom Hanks, <laughs> how much shorter would it have been to save Private Ryan? Dude, if you have a leader like Robert Sala out there, I, the movie would be like 10 minutes long. Have you seen Private Ryan? It's unbelievable. Beautiful, unbelievable movie. Great yeah. movie. Great concept, too. I, I 10-minute movie? Possible. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what role they would play. Well, they have to get off the boat and like get shot at, which is tough. Say, say they make it past Normandy, but Robert, right? But there's good defense. Yeah, yeah. They, Bob, they have to not die in Normandy. That's tough. Bob Salah is the leader. The Williams brothers are hilarious too because they would be like the co- comedic relief in the movie, where they kind of like riff against each other and have a good time. They're Mostly, too, like, they're too big. Like, where are they going to hide when people Mosley's are shooting? Mostly going to go this? AWOL. Mostly going <laughs> to leave halfway through. He's going to opt out. And and Zach Wilson's like the young private, right, in the movie that doesn't really know what he's doing yet, but he has high potential. Zach Wilson's a sniper. He's so accurate, deep. Great question, though. Great question. Zach Carr, friend of the program. Kyle Wilson, D. Milner, Jamal Adams, Calvin Pryor in coverage. Two-minute warning. Game on the line. Who are you trusting most? Oh, Jesus, man. Honestly, like, Calvin Pryor had the best year out of any of those guys. In 2015, Calvin Pryor was was solid, and we thought he was like. Are gonna... we talking best coverage year or well, best year? <laughs> I mean, Jamal, like Jamal uh, Adams was like an all pro. Oh, you said Jamal Adams? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, I I thought he said I thought you said Calvin. Okay, Jamal Adams for sure had the best year. I thought you meant I thought you said Calvin Pryor, D. Milner, and Kyle Wilson. There and, and Jamal. The other, yeah, Jamal Adams in the middle. I mean, yeah. you actually would probably trust Jamal Adams the most. Yeah, but. I guess like who is he? Who are they covering? Like I guess you probably put like Kyle Wilson on a slot guy. D. Milner had a couple of decent games. He had a two interception game. I think D. Milner had an interception to seal a game against the Browns. So I guess technically you pick D. Milner. Yeah, and even if you have Kyle Wilson too, the game's on the line. He's not going to give up the touchdown. He's going to hold the guy. So if if the ref doesn't <laughs> get it in the first glance, you're fine. Um, Callie Jets. I love Callie. Um. You see, Callie was talking to um, Gidry's mom on Twitter today. No, I I missed that. He was going through the the Joe Douglas undrafted free agents and was listing them and forgot Gidry. And the mom was like, "Don't forget, Javelin yeah. Gidry, unbelievable." Why would, she, why would she name her son Javelin? Um, 
Callie, I, I know the answer to this question. Who throws a football further? You, me, or Zach Wilson lying on his back? Not to be an answer, but it's 100% me. Fuck Zach Wilson on his back. I'm not, uh, like, handicapped. I can throw the ball 50, 60 yards. You, you, you cannot throw the ball 50 to 60 yards. Yes, I can. A hundred percent. I can a, throw a football. All right. A real size football. You I are have not one throwing. from training camp. A hundred percent. I will. You're going to throw from goal line to the opposite 40 at the high school. If we go. Why can't I just throw from the 50 to the goal line? You have to throw at 60. <laughs> I said, all right, maybe 60, 50 no, yards. I can, I think you can get to 50, but also like full pads. Hypothetically, if you're in full pads, why I do know. I have to be in full pads? Is Zach Wilson in full pads on his back? Maybe I don't think I can throw it further than Zach Wilson on his back because I I genuinely believe Zach Wilson on his back can throw it, call it forty yards maybe. After on his back though, like he's laying down, like he just like eh. I don't know, I don't know. After throwing four hundred curveballs a game when I was eleven years old in little league, I can throw. I can't throw the ball far. My arm would be dead. It's a good question. Effective. I I could definitely throw the ball farther than Zach Wilson laying on his back. I will not change that stance. And I will take a video of throwing the ball 50 and maybe 60 yards. 40, 44, you, you get. You think I could throw 44? I could literally throw the ball. I have a video. You saw are you, the, are, the combine are you, video. I, did you throw it over 44 yards? In that we video? have a video. I have to find it. Well, I, I also think I'm, you can't crow hop into it, right? You just kind of step back and like throw forward. Why can't I crow hop? No, you like you would have to drop back, take a step or two forward, and then launch it like you're a quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll you're do not like doing a like a, a ten-yard run-up. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this video right now. I'm pretty sure I threw the like on tape already. Like Anyways. you were at the fifty and then hit the goal line is what you're saying. I definitely can do that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made a forty-two-yard <laughs> field goal one time. That's actually impressive. I, the wind was helping me, and I won a big time bet against uh, the people who doubted me. <laughs> the haters. What part of the video did you make this throw? It's the one where Zach Wilson does that throw. Where he runs to the left and throws ball all the way to the right. You know, like yeah. the famous clip in the thing, and I recreated it. I don't know. I can't find it. I think I. I think I found it. It's Forty-five seconds into the video. Are you? Try to go 45 seconds. This is bad. Right? I don't know where the video is. I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. You're at the 45 yard line. This is a really, this is a good argument. This yeah. is a good argument. It looks like you're at the 45 yard line. You throw it to like the five, but you throw yeah. it on like an angle where it goes left to right, like 10 yards. So if you throw it straight, you might be able to get 50. That I think video I could definitely throw the ball 50 yards. I'm just though. being honest. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We can, we can definitely go to the high school and figure it out. Yeah. Um, Andrew Golden, if you could add one past Jet to this current team, who is it? That's very interesting. He also said easy answer, Damian Woody, and I really like Damian Woody, but I don't think that <laughs> he, just, he just wanted to tag Damian Woody. Damian Woody did like the tweet. Yeah, is worth it. I mean, honestly, I would just pick Revis. <sighs> what if you added, like, it's actually tough. Maybe, like, an maybe, offensive lineman, maybe like Nick Mangle, Curtis Martin, like just get like an all pro player at a position that you're struggling at right now. Uh, I know. Cause we're not struggling at corner, but man, if you had Revis at any time, that would just make me the happiest too. It'd be great to see him back out there. I'll, I'll go Revis with you. It's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Um, big Lou Woody Johnson, at wide receiver, Chris Johnson, at corner <laughs> who, who wins the battle and why? 
That's awesome. We all lose in this scenario. I feel like we looked up Woody's age. He's like really old, right? Yeah, He's Chris like Johnson's 70s. like yeah. The answer is Chris Johnson. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Chris Johnson's slamming beers in fucking London right now, dude. Uh, That's cool. Uh, I've always said that I don't blame the Johnsons as much as other people do. I have more hate for Christopher after he, you know, brought in Adam Gase, but. The fact that he's in London right now with a ton of Jet fans at a bar drinking beers and just being like, yeah, I fucked up here and having a good time. I'm like, I'm having like real FOMO right now that I'm not over there. Like fear of missing out is unbelievably, unbelievably high. Imagine we were in London. We should have went. We should have went. This is a mistake. But yeah, no, like, again, the Johnsons are trying to put their best foot forward. And I appreciate that as a fan. Yeah. They They don't have to do that. They could just be assholes. Agreed. I, I keep getting people tweeting at me the photos of them. He's having like a great time. This is really, really awesome to see. Um, I put a mean tweet about him at the Denver game where he walked on the field and kind of stood there like I mean, but it was it was true. It was like that, that like, is what happened. He's like, yo, film me real quick and I'll go out there and walk. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so I, that that that's it for the questions. I kind of tweeted out late. We're gonna do top five British things. Yeah. Are we are we ready to go? Do you feel comfortable? I have like I have some decent ones. I have like seven. If you take one or two of mine, I'm dead. But I think I have literally five. Okay. You start us off and give your reasoning. And also, I need to note, my girlfriend is much more cultured than me and provided me some really good tips on this draft. Well, that's... Credit my to girlfriend her. is also more cultured than me, but did not provide me any tips on this draft. That's tough. We're good. All right. Go ahead. All right. My number one British thing... My, I think this is my actual favorite thing from Britain is Ewan McGregor. Great answer. Who is plays Obi-Wan Kenobi, who's just fucking awesome. Great I answer. That. Yeah. I think he's technically like, he has a Scottish kind of accent, but he is, I looked it up, used the internet. He is British. When is the Obi-Wan spinoff dropping? I hope soon. I don't even know. They keep delaying it because of uh, COVID-19. I'll, I'm going to take this here, and I know it would be available at five, but I don't know why I'm obsessed with it. It's the royal family. The fact that we That's have people... number one. The fact that we have people in the 21st century that are still, like, considered, like, blood of kings and queens, and the one lady's been there for, like, 80 fucking years, and she's not dying anytime soon. The royal family is hilarious, and I, just, I can't get enough of them. Like, yeah. the one guy who's supposed to be king just like cheats on his pregnant wife and then they want a son to be king instead. And there's like a five-year-old kid who's like in line to be the king one day. The whole thing's electric. And uh, the guy was so old. Did he die? Who? A really, really old Oh, guy. yeah. Um, what's his name? William? I made him mean No, not him. William. I'm looking at my girlfriend for advice here. <laughs> who, who's, the, who's the king? Philip. Philip died. Oh, dude! I there was like the I made a meme of him and Frank Gore <laughs> next to each other, like right before he died. He, the, I felt bad. The photos of him—he was so old. And Elizabeth, yeah. you, she's been around forever. I would. I still would. <laughs> okay. Um, you, we don't have to do a snake draft. You, you can go here with your second pick. My second pick. Let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Winston Churchill. Oh fuck! That's I, tough. I I'm had happy it. I took it. Yeah, Winston Churchill is just awesome. You know, like he, he beat Hitler. Like he was a huge factor in just beating Hitler. Hitler was going to try to invade England, and Winston Churchill gave a really good speech, and then 
like they just couldn't do it. So what I love about Churchill too is that he was the most popular human ever in that country. And then like 10 years later was still like considered he like I'm trying to think he's like the Eli Manning of leaders where he did like a huge <laughs> great thing back to back did was great. And then people kind of got tired of him, but they had to still like him because he was their guy. I respect that, it. That's a very good comparison. He's in the world hall of fame of for his two MVPs in world wars. I think he fought in world war one. Yeah. He had like 40 cigars a day. Guy was great. All right. I don't know if this counts, but I'm going to take it. It's Harry Potter. Oh, that's so like, British. British as hell. Um, you know, you have all the actors. J.K. Wrong, for all of her faults, like created a great story, and I could watch Harry Potter whenever. Yeah. Now, do you get offended that you know you you are Jewish? Do you get offended that she made up a character named Anthony Goldstein, the only Jewish person in Hogwarts? Look, it's it's you she know tweeted it's a little it out. Someone tweeted at her, can you name a Jewish <laughs> wizard? And she goes, Anthony Goldstein, Ravenclaw. The only tweet. I'm Still so offended. I, I can't even continue this podcast. I'm just so offended. <laughs> it's just it's like similar to what John Gruden said 10 years ago. That was pretty bad. If you Gruden's could take comments. one character. <laughs> oh, that was, that was really bad. Good, if, you, yeah. if you could take one character from Harry Potter and put him in the Jets, who would it be? <sighs> I would take that giant three-headed dog. Bad answer. How? It's a dog. How are you going to take a dog? Put it on the defensive line. Hagrid. Hagrid as your left half. Oh, yeah. Move back over like, to right. He looks like Nick Mangold. Fair enough. Yeah. I want I want Dobby. What movie does Emma Watson become old like of age? Um <laughs> I That's thought you my favorite like, movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever she turns 18. This is my favorite Harry Potter movie. I thought you were going to talk about This is the End when she plays herself and like puts on like a legit incredible performance and This is the End. That's like I your th- favorite movie. It is my all-time favorite comedy. <laughs> Jonah, Hill des- Jonah Hill deserves an Oscar not for Moneyball but for This is the End. Harry uh, Potter Money- number two. Moneyball would have been so much better if the A's won. I think Moneyball is an incredibly overrated baseball movie. I think I people like it because Jonah Hill is really good in it and it has Brad Pitt. But like as a baseball movie, I don't think it's that good. And doesn't someone ridiculous play Miguel Tejada or Scott Hatterberg? Chris, I feel like Chris Pratt plays Scott oh, Chris Hatterberg. Pratt is yeah. Scott Hatterberg is hilarious. Uh, all right, what you want to go number three? I, I already got the first two picks. That's you know, you can give your number three. I don't. Wanna... I mean, this might be a little chalk, but fish and chips. Yeah, that's it's, it's it's a chalk pick. I don't get it all the time, but if I'm on like vacation at like a nice like tropical area like i'm thinking i go to florida fish and chips throw it on my plate because i know fish are near the ocean and it's probably better there than it is in central jersey i don't think i've ever had a fish and chips might hello i haven't had them from britain because i've never been to britain (laughs) i mean yeah they could have been from britain how how, is it what kind of fish is it is it just like uh like any fish but i don't eat fish other than i'll have like calamari i don't think that counts as fish but that's fish. I, that's fuck. That's fish. <laughs> but I um, I I get fish and chips like they're my substitute for chicken tenders if I'm in like a place that I know has good fish and chips. Hundred percent. Are chips French fries or are they actual chips? They're the French fries. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'm in. Fish and chips is a good answer then. Okay. Okay. I got my number three. I'm gonna go with uh, Woody Johnson. Mm. Woody Johnson is now forever British. He was Fair. there for four years. 
he and forever people will always associate Woody Johnson with Britain. Uh, hashtag my owner. I'm proud to have Woody Johnson on my list. It's a good pick. Good pick. He went to the playoffs seven times in his first 11 years on the team. Um, he did. It's not, you know, people forget that. I also saw the, there's a hilarious photo of him at a Halloween party in like 2009. I don't know if you can see it here. What is it? <laughs> he's dressed up like Elton know. John. Tough, I think he's tough. being Elton John, I don't which know. is all, who's also British. Could be I'm on not, someone's list. I'm not going Elton John here. I'm going a weird. I don't know if you can even count it. It's 9:30 football. Oh. I'll just say I'll say like nine o'clock football because one, if you ever are just like nothing to bet, you can bet 9 a.m. soccer which technically is football and you just throw on a Barclays Premier League game and watch football Saturday or Sunday. But the 930 football game, the Jaguars are playing the Titans over in London. You wake up and you get to watch football and then 1230 of like maybe like a 15 minute break until the one o'clock games. There's nothing worse than waking up on a Sunday at like 830 and you're thinking to yourself, I have to wait five hours to watch a football game. The fact that there's 930 football is incredible in the year of 2021. For any part of my take listeners, the best was when they would do the Chris Berman yeah. fastest two minutes and the Jaguars play in London. Blake Bolchels and the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> had a cup of tea. Oh, so good. Cups of tea are very British, but I am going to go with the Beatles as my number four. That was the last one I had, so now I got to find a new one. <clears throat> I'm shocked he didn't take the Beatles over fish and chips. I thought you were going to pick a number three, and then I, you know, I took a chance. I took a Woody Johnson. I'll take the Beatles. I the Beatles gr- have grown on me a lot. You uh, did not used to like the Beatles because I think you thought that I because they're overrated. The, the, you're, no, I think because you you are the number one Billy Joel fan on the planet. You were like, I need to discredit any other popular bands or artists. And you're like, Paul McCartney doesn't have it. And then there was a time I think it was in high school. You're like, Paul McCartney is incredible. Yeah, it was it was a it was an immature take by me. I needed to. I was defensive. I was I was insecure. It's like when when um we had uh our friend, he like had a, a bias against Twitter, like for no reason. He's like Twitter's horrible, and now he has like three different Twitter accounts for his <laughs> podcast and for him. Fuck you, PJ. Oh God, there's so many you can go here. I want. <laughs> I, I I don't want to double up Royals, but I want the the guys that the Royal guards outside Buckingham palace that can't move. Yeah. Like, you know, the photo I'm talking about, like Dude, the they literally that, can't, they're not allowed to move. They just they stand have there. A for... Huge fucking thing on red top, hat. Like the, the black oh, it's, hat. Oh, oh, it's black. It's like, it's like a uh, puffy. It's like, yep. Right. Like, yeah. What yeah, is yeah. that material? Is it hair? Fur. Fur. <laughs> it is. I think it's fur. <laughs> yeah. Did you take five? Are you I done? have my fifth. No, I didn't take my fifth yet. Oh, I think I know where you're going. I'm going to, you want me to say it? Yeah. Horrific teeth are my number five. That is such a British thing. Everyone in England has horrible teeth. It's disgusting. American people are, are statistically superior. In, in dental capacity. And <laughs> in, in, well, because of the dental capacity, it brings us over the edge. On now, average, I have to, now I have to look after the podcast of how many people listen from Britain. We have some great UK followers. I remember when you tweeted. Out I Trevor love Lawrence UK thing. Jets. What did I tweet? Oh, the Trevor Lawrence. You uh, you tweeted that once and it got a lot of love. And then you tweeted again and it got Literally. a lot of love again. But one, 
There's like one guy who was like, it wasn't funny the first time. And then there's literally like, said that. And then I looked at it, I think he was from Britain. And I'm like, fair. Yeah. Like when I when I said that they should move an NFL bubble to North Dakota and just take like just take the state of North Dakota for the football year during COVID, <laughs> like someone from North Dakota tweeted at me and was like, kind of fucked up, like not that funny. North Dakota is like a good state. And I looked at his bio, <laughs> North Dakotian. He's North Dakotan. North 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 Dakotan. Count it. Count it. Count it. In the foul. Did you do five? I'm done. I think I had a pretty good list. I want. I got to make a graphic for this. I'm not gonna win because I am such a fan of the royal family. I didn't know you liked the royal family. I don't. Uh, you do. I called them the royals in our group chat, and Did I you? got like a ton of clap back like a year ago because I called them the royals, not like everyone calls them the royal family. They're the royals. People like I hate think the royals. They like have the, the, the blood of like gods. It's the coolest fucking thing. And then LeBron, they came to America, William and Kate, and LeBron like put his hand on her back during a photo, and the entire country of Britain shut down. They were like, <laughs> you can't touch the royal family. They think like, you're not that... having any contact with them. This just furthers my theory that American people are superior. No, no, no. The royals are far <laughs> superior to anybody in America. You got me. <laughs> Where do we go from here? We can make the graphic. I gotta make the graphic. Oh, Jets are gonna win man. on the Jets are gonna win on Sunday. They are. I'm okay. very confident. I feel very good about it. I feel some first quarter points. Michael Carter, 22 carries, yeah, 88 yards, touchdown. We still need to to launch our big uh, surprise that we've been working on for months and a half. I now. thought it was ready. I don't know how we. I don't know the final step though. Yeah, I don't. Me and Mike, um, we come up with ideas and we throw it on our one, our one friend to finalize everything. <laughs> but also, the Broadway Jets YouTube, we're gonna make it good. Like we're gonna make either weekly or biweekly videos. Have a lot of fun. The tier list are great ideas that we already talked about. I got a computer where I can actually edit videos because even though I make video memes that look okay, I can actually make them now on a computer and either graphics and make them look presentable. And if you do that over like a five minute video and throw in like memes over commentary of talking about the Jets, I think it's going to work out really well. So if you're listening now, go subscribe to the YouTube. We have two subscribers right now. After this podcast, my goal is for five. We get three that somehow made it to the end of this podcast to go subscribe on YouTube. Send me a DM. Our tens of listeners. Yeah. At this point. Dozens of listeners. Well, every I think we get 250 downloads and listens per podcast, which That's is pretty good. I will I if 250 people listen to us talk about the Jets forever, I'll keep doing it. Yeah, it's like we're like a like a college professor in a lecture hall. That's a lot of people. 250. Yeah, now I have to find out how I'm going to edit this podcast with a new computer. Not sure oh. how I'm going to do it. You got to send me the thing for the graphic. I think it's in our Google Drive somewhere. Oh, fuck. It might be. Okay, I'm going to check that. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Mike, always a pleasure. We'll be back again next week. Look out for the YouTube. We're going to start making good content on there. Go Jets. Jet up.